Hey there, Internet. My name is Jack Packard. Can I put my hands in my head? Oh, no! Here for The Escapist. And my name is Nick Landro, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist, who forgot to record on his camera because he's a dummy. Oh, no! This week on The Escapist Show, uh, Nick's going to talk about old games made new with Resident Evil and Link's Awakening, and I'm going to talk about new games made new. <clears throat> And I'm going to talk about new games made new in Fights in Tight Spaces and Sword of the Necromancer. Then over in the topics, we're going to talk about the new Pokemon open world trailer. Hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. So the games we've been playing last week, uh, I'll start off with Fights in Tight Spaces. Fights in Tight Spaces is a rogue-like deck-building uh, barroom brawl game. So very, very interesting. Uh, it's hand-to-hand -hand combat, and you get cards that are your moves. Uh, and so it's you versus a handful of enemies, and you get a certain amount of movement points and card play points to kung fu your enemies. Uh, and it has a very uh, striking visual style, you know, hardcore black and white, except for uh, some things are solid red. Reminds me a lot of Super Hot in that regard. Uh, in, in another regard, it's like Super Hot. It's a turn-based game. Super Hot was quasi-turn-based. Uh, because of the stopping time thing, and uh, that's what we have here. Barroom Brawl, turn-based, deck building. I bought this game on accident, Nick. Did you buy a game on accident? You have to click like three different buttons on Steam. Because uh, I've been paying attention to this game for a while. I've been looking forward to it. As you know, I'm a big fan of deck building games, and it seemed to have a very interesting premise. Uh, so I follow GOG over on Twitter and GOG said, hey, this game is out now, uh, buy it. And I said, okay, I will. <laughs> I didn't read that it's still in development. It's an no, early no. access title. It's going to be a game you play and drop and forget about. <laughs> because I had a very bad time playing it. Uh oh. Uh, and uh, also, but uh, it's in early access, so all these issues that I'm about to talk about might be changed literally when this video comes out and they patch it. And you'll never know because you won't go back to it. <laughs> exactly, which is, by the way, the duality of early access. I'm so yep. happy that developers have, have, have uh, a way to get income while they're working on the game. That really helps indie developers. But my first impressions still really matter in a game. I'm sorry, that's the duality. The cards are hard to read and understand. You're not quite sure what each card does in relation to the dudes you are kung fu fighting, so it's a little obtuse in that regard. The way in which you get energy from certain cards is doesn't make a ton of sense. Picking out your deck, it's one of those deck builders where you have to like pick your deck to start with like right. uh, so it's less of a deck builder and more like a collectible card game i don't like that i like i like a deck builder i, I want to draw from the same pool of cards uh every single time i play 
Uh, so yes, it's very confusing and a little obtuse and therefore not fun, but the biggest sin that fights in tight spaces commits is they don't give you a really cool animation once you're done. Once you're done with what? Once you're done with the battle. Okay. So, so you know, you get cool like animations a, in, at the end of battles. Well, I was expecting that. Like, like for example, like after you're done with a segment of Super Hot, yeah. it plays that in real time. So you get to see all the cool shit you did in real time. No slow mo, right? That's a really neat sense of accomplishment, except for the fact that in Super Hot they're screaming Super Hot at you over <laughs> and over again. Uh, so, in Fights in Tight Spaces, what I was expecting is after you're done with this turn-based deck-building battle, it would show you how that battle looks in real time. And it kind of does, except for the animations aren't smooth and pop- like, it goes through the board, but like, you know, the bad guys still move really herky-jerky and don't turn to face you, and I was expecting I was expecting it to look cool and polished and be like, oh, I did that. That's how it looks in real life. <laughs> expecting looks... something to look cool and polished in early access seems reductive. I didn't know it was in early access when <laughs> oh. I played it. <laughs> well, then this criticism's mute. Then stop putting games in early access. Oh, wait, you still sold it to me. I still get to criticize it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the duality of early access, Nick. We can't stop it. <laughs> so that's the killing point for you is a feature that's unfinished in an early access game. Well, we don't even know if it will ever be a feature. Did the, you read the, the feature problem. set? Of course Did you not. you message developers? I, I just <laughs> played the game. It's not in the game. This is what I'm talking about. Nick, duality, early access. What are you going to do? But I, more importantly... I think your expectations are too high for early access games. That's that's very possible. Then, But you know what? I still paid money for it. <laughs> Maybe don't sell a product. <laughs> Maybe don't sell a product until it's done. The duality of early access. But more importantly, Nick, the cards themselves were difficult to understand and had an obtuse rule set. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just look at a card and know exactly what it was going to do. When you, when you have a deck building game and you get your new hand, the thing that you want to do is be able to look over that and kind of map out right. the cards you are going to play, right? Oh, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this and that'll be cool. But because the rule set is hard to understand and the cards themselves, like the markings on them that, you know, oh, this means you can move two spaces and this means that your attack will hit in two spaces and this means that you get more energy so you can use this one. Everything doesn't, it doesn't click right with me. And so that's the real killing point of the game, is you can't look at your hand and know exactly what you're going to do. They might yep. fix that, because yep. it's an early access. Fights <laughs> in tight spaces. I think, <laughs> think a card game that doesn't make clear what you're playing, it would be uh, difficult to enjoy. Yes. So Nick, what's a game that you've been playing last week? All right, I've been working through Resident Evil 2 Remake on the Editor's Hour streams. Uh, okay. It was one. It was a game that like I've I've wanted to play. There's like no reason that I haven't. Just that I haven't. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and exactly, you know, I like Dead Space. I like sort of a horror in general. Um, so it's been kind of cool going back through that and playing through it. There's nothing really like mind blowing about it. It's you know Resident Evil, and I have to say I enjoyed Resident Evil Seven a lot more with the first person perspective. I was a lot more immersed hmm. in that game. Uh, and there's also just an inordinate amount of backtracking in Resident Evil 2 
that I think they did a much better job of like not or I think they did a much better job of like mm. in Resident Evil 7 making you not realize you were backtracking you know sure, <laughs> yeah, like opening sure, sure. up new paths and stuff um, so you know I, I'm enjoying it uh, it's been fun playing it on stream with people and you know they're, they're enjoying me going through that but uh, I, I want to check out Resident Evil 3 after but everybody's telling me it's not good then to leave it alone <laughs> but it's on my backlogs and I'm like well I don't know what to do anymore I'm still going to play sure. it probably just looking at it to my list because they're, they're not they're not very long games I think I'm going to finish Resident Evil 2 remake next week so sure like an 8 hour game and I think 3 is like 5 so oh. why not oh. yeah. why not still charge you 60 bucks for it though for upgraded visuals <laughs> Well there, well, there you go. Technically, Resident Evil 2 is longer because you can go play the other storyline, too, from uh, Claire's um, perspective. I'm playing Leon's perspective now, so I think there's a good amount of content in there. It looks great, plays great, nothing really to complain about. It's not early access, so can't complain about that either. The duality. <laughs> the duality, Nick. Uh, I have nothing to add because uh, I'm I'm not a huge uh, horror game fan and I haven't played them. There's lots of gore in it. I do like gore. Like if you shoot their face, like their jaw might fall off and it, their guts spill out. It's it's actually kind of gross. I bet I would love. Uh, I think you would actually. That. Yeah, you might. I mean, you should try this before you try Dead Space. I probably wouldn't enjoy playing it. <sighs> I hear better things about Dead Space. I'm yeah, gonna... probably. Dead Space, well, I mean, they're very similar games, honestly. <laughs> lots of puzzles, lots of backtracking. <laughs> lots of shooting things, lots of gore, lots of dying sure. in gross ways. Cool. All right, well, that's all I have to say about Resident Evil 2. So I'll finish it next week, and maybe I'll have more thoughts on it. Maybe I won't. Tune into the Editor's Hour. There you go. Uh, the other game I played last week was a game called Sword of the Necromancer, which has a great premise. It has a premise that ha I think so many games have tried. This is different so, from, this is another game, Crypt of the Necromancer, right? Is that what it is? Well, there's Crypt of the Necrodancer. Necrodancer, okay. And that that is the rhythm-based <laughs> yeah. roguelike, roguelite dungeon crawler. Okay. Crypt of the Necro Dancer, Sword of the Necro Crypt of the Necro Dancer. This is Sword of the Necromancer, which is a roguelite dungeon crawler. Oh, okay. Well, that's not confusing at all anymore. Yes. <laughs> but, so here's, here's the hook, which is great. Okay. Which is your character finds the Sword of the Necromancer, and after defeating feeding an enemy, you can raise that enemy from the dead and it fights on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And so as you get higher and higher levels in the, in the dungeon that you are exploring, you can get more powerful monsters. And the more those monsters fight for you, those monsters level up, get more abilities, get stronger. Hmm. Which is... Oh, that's a great hook. I was I was really really excited to play this game because I think that's a really neat concept. Oh no, I hear I hear a butt coming. Oh, juicy butt coming in. <laughs> it's is too. Is, this ain't Someone's no Mass Effect. <laughs> Nick, this ain't no Mass Effect because there's a big butt coming in. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't work. It falls really flat. Oh, uh, flat what? cheeks are not the... <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's it's flat. Um, it's there's there's two major problems with this game. One on the gameplay side, one on the story side. The gameplay side, while like the premise of reviving monsters so they fight on your half is behalf is a great premise. Mm. The problem is the game actually gives you two options. It gives you two kinds of rewards. You can either revive monsters and use monsters, but you can find treasure chests and also find other weapons to use in the dungeon. And you can find like power items that power up your weapons. But at any given time, you can only have three things equipped. Mm -hmm. uh, you always have to have the Sword of the Necromancer equipped, and so then you can choose whether you have three monsters, or two monsters and another weapon, or a weapon, a power-up and a monster, or all weapons and power-ups. And so, because it gives you those options, what ends up happening is you either kind of go all monster, and actually just kind of sit back and don't do anything during the battles because your monsters do all the work, all right. which can get really boring unless the enemy was too powerful and then your monsters die right away and then you don't have any monsters. Or you just get all the weapons and upgrades and end up bailing on the entire premise of the game and it just turns into a regular hack and slash dungeon crawler. So it's just that balance, it sounds like. Yeah, it's just not quite there and I don't necessarily know how to fix it except for maybe giving us some more slots to use. You know, if I were able to switch back and forth between weapons and also summon monsters, because the thing with monsters is you need to have the sword equipped in order to summon monsters. But so then you equip the sword, you summon a monster, then you equip another weapon that's more powerful than the sword to fight with that, and then you want to bring the monster back, so you have to re-equip the sword to bring back the monster, and then you go back to your other weapon because it's more powerful. Oh, but wait, there's another enemy, so you get the sword back out, so you get the monster back out, then you put your weapon back out. You know what I'm saying? Not... The other fix to this is instead of calling it the sword of the necromancer, maybe call it like the ring of the necromancer, so you can revive enemies at will and then you have an extra slot either for a weapon or another monster. Uh, that would be a quick fix, but we got another problem, Nick. Uh-oh. We got, we got a big old problem. Oh, we got a story problem. We got, we got ourselves a story problem. So, this game... It might be problematic that I'm talking about it as I'm straight dude, uh, but this game, un unlike most games, uh, features a lesbian relationship. You uh, play as a fighter, as a guard, as a woman who falls in love with a princess type figure who dies under your care. And so the whole reason you are in this dungeon is to revive your love. And honestly, frankly, that is not a perspective. That is not a story we see a lot in games. We don't see same sex couples in games a lot. So that's applauded. Great. The problem is in the storytelling, which is incredibly long-winded. 
it has these, uh, you can't even call them cutscenes because it's just text on top of still images that go on yeah. and on and on and on and on. Did they at least use like the Star Wars scrolling effect to make it easy to read? No, you have to press A, like, you know, the <laughs> big text. Co- well, and you know what? They do have voice acting. Oh, okay. So it's, it's someone is telling you this story and it's a, a fine voice actress, but it's, you know, when you get it in a story, but the story keeps telling you the story and you just go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't like her at first, but now you're in love. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you guys didn't get along at first. Now, now you're in love. Okay, I get it. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the describing the story, every minute detail that doesn't need to be described. <laughs> less is more. Yep. Less is more. That's this f- is all I can say. I've been, I've been, I've been noticing that a lot more lately in like things that like they're whether it's in like article writing or story writing or whatever they try to add in like all this flowery language and over descriptiveness and it's like just get mm. to the point <laughs> it's almost like why we created three minute reviews because i would go and try to read a review about a game and it'd be like well my father had something to do with such and such and and then i went to romania and discovered this about myself mm. and then oh yeah but i'm also reviewing the game like what the fuck <laughs> right like we all know like anytime you look up a recipe online yeah. and the first eight paragraphs are about the story of how abroad. you got to that recipe <laughs> like i've always loved pasta like, oh shit no scroll 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 <laughs> yeah. get me to the recipe control f <laughs> and so like that's what we have here in sort of the necromancer which is like we know where this story is going yeah and we don't need any of it you know like i think very similarly, like the story can be compared to that of like Shadow of the Colossus, which is the same basic premise is you are trying to uh, resurrect your love or your sister or so. It doesn't matter, right? right? It doesn't matter who you're trying to resurrect because you're going on this journey to resurrect someone you love. Yeah, how many how many story beats did we need in, in Shadow of the Colossus? Oh, goose egg, because we get it. Yeah, right. Uh, and so I, I put it down because I wasn't getting anywhere with the combat and the story was uh, aggravating to say the least. Yeah. And but like there it's almost there, like there is a nugget of a good idea in there. And I don't and I don't know, like, if it can be fixed with patches or if it's just like, hopefully someone plays it and then like piggybacks off of that idea. Cause there's, it's close. Like it's really close to being a game that I, I enjoyed hmm. is, is the best I can say about it. <laughs> Gameplay wise. It sounds like a lot of games for you. <laughs> I am a picky person. Yes, you are. So am I, I have high standards. Pinkies up. Bitches. Tap water. (laughs) That's what you need to put your pinky up for. Very sophisticated. (laughs) The highest quality tap water. (laughs) Now you just need really rounded glasses. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, like, do like, (laughs) do like a full review of this tap water. (laughs) "Mm, The body is very full. I can taste the I'm chlorine. Not, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not picking up any uh, salted aftertaste, so that means uh, we're we're getting good non-well water. You can tell it's been processed thoroughly. <laughs> processed. <laughs> 
Uh, here in Milwaukee, we were we were very famous in Milwaukee uh, maybe 20-ish years ago for an outbreak of cryptosporidium, which caused almost the entire city to have diarrhea. Since then, our public works, our water treatment facility, has been top of the nation because we were literally mocked across America because the entire city had diarrhea. Nice. So we have we have great water now. <laughs> it took you uh, explosive diarrhea to get there. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> through, sometimes it takes a dark turn to see the light. <laughs> so Nick, what else have you been playing? So I, I guess I've uh, decided to revisit my childhood. And uh, I'm going on an adventure to do so. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm being long-winded. <laughs> ah. But I am basically exploring the uh, the 90s games that I didn't play growing mm. up. Uh, so I'm doing Resident Evil 2 Remake, which Resident Evil 2 came out in 1998. And now I'm playing Link's Awakening as well. After complaining about Nintendo not having any games I wanted to play last week or two weeks ago, however long ago that was, mm. uh, which came out in 1993. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, this is my first, like, you know, proper Legend of Zelda game uh, because I've, I've played Breath of the Wild, but I haven't played any like the the original stuff before they went full open world. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Well, well, and even Link's Awakening isn't necessarily a proper one because it's it's a top down. It was a handheld game. Yep. It was very different at the time. Well, yeah, it's you know still kind of had like the same design philosophy i guess with the dungeons and everything mm. but uh I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm actually enjoying my time with it uh it was a game that like i've looked at picking up and then i was like nah, 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 maybe and then i finally pulled the trigger because I, I was like you know i just i just kind of want a light-hearted fun adventure to play right now uh yeah you know, we're and en- en- ended up on a you're being stuck in the apartment. It's like, I need some good vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to at least pretend I'm going outside. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, the design of it is still like, there's a lot of backtracking that I kind of get tired of. Mm. Uh, you know, you can mm. unlock fast travel points. I also like, I, like I'm going to sound dumb saying it, but like I've had to use some guides to get through parts because like one of the dungeons I just had to open, like I, I didn't even pick up the Arcarena until just now, which apparently you need to use music. And for this dungeon I had to get to, which is dungeon seven to go fight like this eagle, uh, you wow. have to awaken a, a, a chicken so that you can fly across the space to get the key you need to this. But the game like never, Classic. the game never told me that. So I'm like, I don't know where yeah. to go. I have no idea. <laughs> and then you're supposed to go do some maze where you yeah. read signposts. And I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. how was I supposed to know this? <laughs> Cause you, I think that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But, but like, that's, you know, old school design is like, you know, you just go and discover these things, which I, I completely yeah. get. Uh, and if you're willing to put in the time into that, like I can see like why people love that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to play through it and move on to the next thing. So like I didn't want to spend so much time on that. Like, I just I just want to explore this and get through it. Uh, <laughs> so I you know I that's probably just on me being a bit impatient with games and dang old chicken fluid always messing me up. <laughs> yeah, well I don't know. It's just it's been a weird conundrum because like I was like I I want to enjoy this game for what it's supposed to be and that's supposed to be a sense sure. of discovery and and going out and finding these things which I've I've actually come to really enjoy. Um, with the Dark Souls games, obviously. Yeah. And I think for me, for Link's Awakening, it's just the perspective of the game and like the world is, you know, admittedly like not that interesting to explore because of, you know, the constraints that that game had. And, you know, yes, it's, not a, yeah. it's not a modern day open world game. So 
Uh, and I, I think I'm just I'm finding that with like a lot of games that I've been trying to play lately because like I I really am going back through my backlog of games that I probably should have played and never did. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a tangent, but like I'm finding the same thing with Dragon Age Origins, right? I'm, I'm everybody's told me for years like you gotta play it, gotta play it because uh, I didn't I didn't like those games when it came out. Um, but you know everybody's like you know you gotta play it for the story and i'm like okay well, I'll, I'll give it a shot and now that i'm playing yeah. it it's just such a slog like it's so boring i, I like the story <laughs> and it's like but if you want me to experience the story i might as well just go read the novel at this point because like right? rpgs and world as i have come <laughs> so much so far since this game just remember out. back in the day we didn't have that many games to play i know <laughs> so you know I, I go through these conversations with people like oh man you didn't play this and you should play it now and then i'm like all right i'll try it and it's like ah, it's just it, it's so outdated now compared to what i'm used to and what you expect yeah. from you know adventures and open world games and, and all this stuff yeah and like I, I would say like if you're looking for like you know i, I haven't played the new Link's awakening i played Link's awakening yeah. back when it was on the game boy far too long ago but like if you're looking for kind of that style like a a classic zelda game that is that feels more open world i think you got to check out that link to the past which yeah. is on the switch the snes um what do they call it virtual game but well, I, I don't really have switch. a problem with it not being open world it's just more that like yeah you know some of the some of the things that wants you to do like it just you really have to go look for those hints and like i said i, I if i'm not oh, willing yeah. to put in the time mm-hmm. to go do it you don't get the same kind of enjoyment out of it <laughs> agreed but like, agreed with, but with yeah, dragon I, I think age, it's good that you're making your way yeah through, yeah, yeah with, with dragon age like that one like the design is just so so outdated now that i'd rather almost just read the novelization of it because <laughs> mm-hmm. i you know going through the same dungeon over and over again is like oh my god it's not worth mm-hmm. it it's not worth it <laughs> it's not worth it but anyways, so uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to play through this. Uh, the other game I picked up was Bravely Default 2, which I haven't started yet, but it's a big nod to classic JRPGs. So right, right. I'm still working on expanding my horizons, but I, I refuse to pick up the $50 Wii U side-scrolling platformers <laughs> like Yo- like Yoshi's Crafted World and stuff. I think that's fair. You take that stance. Take it. Take it hard. Unfortunately, I, I may end up picking up that Super Mario 35th Anniversary collection. It's a good one. I just, cool. I just don't want to pay sixty dollars for games that should be twenty. Three, three games. Three games that are years old without updated visuals or remaster for sixty dollars. They hold up. Still great games. Bah. <laughs> Still great. Still great games. So, speaking of opening up your horizons, speaking of Nintendo in general, we got a new trailer, Pokemon. What's it called, Pokemon? Legends Acreus? Whatever Nick said, that's (laughs) what it's called. Uh, which Nintendo promises to be a true open world Pokemon game. The trailer itself was leaning hard on those Breath of the Wild vibes. They even used that same sh- opening shot. Use that same camera shot, show the mountains. Oh yeah, which which is great. Like literally since Breath of the Wild, anyone who has been a Pokemon fan had said, do that, but with Pokemon. Uh, we didn't get a ton of information as someone who is a Pokemon fan in general. 
And as someone who genuinely did enjoy the wild areas in Pokemon Sword, I am generally excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, <laughs> just like, you know, I was complaining two weeks ago that they're not modernizing their their classic franchises and hey, we're finally there. And, and there you go. Uh, I, like, I'm excited for it. Um, the thing I'm concerned about is like, you know, the, the, the wild areas and uh, Pokemon Sword Shield were ran terribly, looked terrible. Yes. Played mostly terrible. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, they didn't play terrible. Uh, there was no exploration or really anything like that in there. You walk around. You, well, you walk around. Yeah, uh, uh, whatever. Anyway. You walk it, around, you find Pokemon. It's a Pokemon game. <laughs> I don't know what else you're looking well, for. Well, that's, that's kind of what, like, now that we're getting it, I'm kind of, like, thinking, like, what all are they going to add to uh, open-world Pokemon game, you know, to make it work? And so, right. thinking about that, I kind of go back to, like, because I, I don't know if Sword and Shield... It didn't sound like Sword and Shield had, like, a lot of the discovery and mystery elements that, like what I remember playing from Emerald have where you had to go find like uh, the, the Reggie's and all that like you had to it was a game that really mm. made you to go to discover how to find these things and find Rayquaza and all that uh, and there were puzzles to go with it and I don't remember I don't yeah. I don't know if any of that was really in Sword or Shield I could be completely wrong uh, yeah and I don't know I never got to the end of it yeah so I didn't uh, either <laughs> it was I, I got so bored with it uh, yeah but I think like the 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 real question here is whether or not they make it systemic like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right. Right. I don't. And I that's just don't see them doing that. Right. That's that's what like, that's the thing me. that made Breath of the Wild super interesting. Yeah. Was adding like the climbing system, the, the 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 hot and cold system, your outfits, the food, the using your all of your powers whenever necessary to help you traverse this area. That was the neat part. Yeah. Now maybe if we if we use Breath of the Wild as kind of like the the stock of the Pokemon soup. They'll say, well, you can find certain Pokemon and that will give you some systems. Like you find a fire Pokemon, now you can go into colder areas because your fire Pokemon will keep you warm. Ooh, okay, all right, now I'm with you. You can find this Pokemon and then you can climb up here. You can, swimming Pokemon, you can swim. Yeah, I mean, it's taking the design of a normal Pokemon game and expanding it to an open world. I'm just hoping like they don't make that world so open and expansive that they don't do anything with it. Right, it's just a bunch of empty areas with to go find Pokemon, and like, of course, like you know, I mean, you can you can assume how it's going to be shaped. Like, you have to find a way to enter the snowy area in the open world to go right. catch a snowy Pokemon, or you have to find a way to get into the caves with a light Pokemon or something like that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I see it working. It's just like I don't know, <laughs> you know. The Pokemon games have a structure of like you go one area and defeat the mm. the boss, yeah. you go to the next area, and, and it kind of just keeps expanding, expanding with some backtracking. And in a big open world setting, if they're trying to make it like Breath of the Wild, I'm curious how that's if they're going to have the same flow or it's going to get really grindy, really even more grindy. Well, I hope it doesn't have the same flow as old Pokemon games yeah. because while I've enjoyed old Pokemon games, they're just very linear. Yeah. And so like that idea that you could come across a Pokemon that is way too leveled up for you and you're never gonna catch it, but you can still come across it. And maybe, oh, if you just have the right little bits and bobs, you can catch that Pokemon early. 
I love that idea. Yeah. And, you know, like the other aspect of Pokemon games is all of the towns. Like, theoretically, in early Pokemon games, you know, like the wilderness in between towns was where you caught all the Pokemon. Right. And so, hopefully, it fits really nice where you have this expansive open world. You can go here, you can go there, all while you're heading to the town that has all the stuff that you know in it. Hopefully, they keep the camping. Uh, mechanics from Pokemon Sword and Shield because I I just thought that was the most adorable thing in the world. I loved that. I legitimately loved just hanging out with my Pokemon. I hope they keep that. And so uh, to me, it can fit really naturally. I guess I understand what you're saying. I understand what your concern is, right? Yeah, like I because... mean, where, where do they, you know, this the questing in Pokemon, like it's, I think it's gonna be a lot of fetch quests and, and that kind of stuff. But well, there's there's no there's no questing in Pokemon in an open world game. There has to be. No, no, there doesn't. This this, you've been poisoned (laughs) by the Ubisoft machine, Nick. The quest is to find Pokemon. You don't need other bullshit. You don't need to talk to talk to some mom in some town and she but, says she says pick me up 18 Pikachu. Your quest is to find Pokémon. But that, that's what I mean though. They're like the the open world is just going to be empty. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go hunt down hunt down Pokémon and find the same Pokémon over and over again in the same regions. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. And then I, I, like I'm you, excited for you it. You level just... them up to get to the next region. Oh, don't I know. don't you start poisoning this game with your fetch quests, <laughs> no. Nick. I just, We're I not just, asking for that. That's what I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think in my head how they're gonna fill this game up with content that's not traditional open world filler shit. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Po- Pokemon. I I suppose. I just I don't know. Like I, I'm. Uh, I just don't know how in an open like the ah, I'm getting so tongue twisted. In the traditional Pokemon games, it's constrained a bit. It's not right. it's not so much filler that it immediately gets kind of boring. And so I, I I for some reason when I'm picturing an open world Pokemon game, I just I just think it's gonna get overly grindy for no reason other than to slow you down. Uh, I th- I think you can you can put those same things on po it's a pokemon game is only as grindy as you make it if if you have a tradi- you know your traditional handheld pokemon games yeah. you can catch your pokemon naturally level them up as you make your way to the gym you make your way to the gym you have your battle it might be a challenge it might be too much if you want to find that one Pokemon that only has a 1% chance of spawning, then you yeah. spin circles in the grass and that's your grind. Well, but yeah. you choose that grind. If you want to like level, like I guess, max level your Pokemon, that's your choice to yeah, I, gu- I guess the trailer just didn't do a whole lot to impress me. Like yeah, the concept in, in nature sounds cool. Like I, I really yeah. like, like I'm advocated for an open world Pokemon game like this. This is what everybody wants. Uh, the, yes. the trailer just looked, yeah, like even the town he was in, because like the whole thing about Pokemon is discovery, right? Right. And the little town. Well, no, no, no. Well, you know it, what? It's I about discovering. Right. It's about discovering new Pokemon, discovering new locations, discovering the mysteries and the secrets of the world. No. While also raising your Pokemon. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah. Po- Pokemon is about discovering Pokemon. Yep. 
but it's not about discovering. Poke Pokemon is about the relationship that you have with your Pokemon. See, it's about I, growing yeah, with I mean, your Pokemon. That, that, that's the point I, for so, most people. I like the discovery aspects of it because like my fondest memories is discovering the secrets of the Reggies and Rayquaza and, and going out on these weird paths where you had to solve weird puzzles to get there. Like right, that, that right, was my favorite the, elements of it. So like that, right? No, no, and like that's that's a part of it. Like the adventure yeah. is definitely a part of it, and like being a kid in the big world is a big part of it. But like you know, Zelda, the core to Zelda right. is discovery. The core to Pokemon is your relationship to your Pokemon, yeah. which is why, like the, like I said, I hope they they keep the camping. Right, and that's well, that's so kind of what I said at the beginning. Though, was like I don't, I hope they they change it up a little bit. And, and make discovery a bigger part of it. But that's not the core of Pokemon. I know! That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I hope that's... So a, what, if they're going to go fully what? open world, that's the direction I'd rather them... I, I want them to take it in, where you have both. You have both You would, have both fostering relationships with your Pokemon, going on adventures with them, and discovering hidden secrets of this world. If it's just open world Pokemon, with just, just for the sake of being open world... Then I'm not excited for that. Eh, I th I think we need the 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 the, the, the core. The core is still the battling. I'm just like again. I'm just saying if you're gonna make it open world, then you need to build the game around it being open world and not just throw Pokemon in an open world setting. I can agree with you a little bit because that's, I, like, that was going back to my point about the town and the trailer. It was copy pasted buildings. I'm not excited to discover that. That's pretty standard Pokemon. I know, well, but it's, well, <laughs> I expect more. <laughs> but but again, like we don't want to ask Pokemon to be not Pokemon because that's when you get the monster. You know, like the 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 best remakes, the best sequels, the best adaptations distill the core thing down to its essence and breathe life from right. there. So you're gonna have the the gems, and then the adventure aspect of it to find the the legendary Pokemon. You're going to have a world full of creatures that you can befriend and battle. With. Yes, I just that's what we want. Yes, you, you, we we both want the same thing. I just want them. You to... You want something extra. You I, want you want yes. icing on well, top yes, of your because Pokemon. That's game. what they're building. If they're building an open world Pokemon game, they need to utilize that open world and make it actually fun to explore and interesting. Otherwise, you might as well just keep the linear structure of a regular Pokemon game and just have it be about battles. Mm, maybe. <laughs> uh, here, here's one thing I will I will give you is the trailer and not looking impressive, mm. and the 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 uh, safari areas in Pokemon Sword don't look great by <laughs> modern standards. Yeah, like I, I can be with you there. I, I'm just like I I, I I completely understand why people love Pokemon. I understand why you love Pokemon. It's just like I'm I'm not gonna get overly excited about bad like just having to travel farther to go do the same core loop, right? Right. <laughs> so but I am I am excited if they. I know, but I will <laughs> like, be excited I'm if sorry. they. It's the most popular game ever made. I know. That's, but people also is, want. Well, that's the thing, right? You have the dichotomy. I'm of, not gonna ask. You have the dichotomy of people that just want more Pokemon and are right. willing to buy the same game twice in the same year and then a third version of it Absolutely. later on. And then you have people like yeah. me that are like, all right, I wanted to see it evolve a little bit. 
you're still getting your your remakes already with the same formula. If you're gonna go open world, then take the risk and do something interesting with it. Uh, I mean, like I, I'm okay with them pushing at the boundaries, and of course you have like if you have an open world, you do need to fill it with things to do. I'm like I'm not yeah. I'm not not saying that. I'm also saying that uh, Pokemon in general. Uh, they're not listening to you. Oh, I know. They have a very rigid, <laughs> rigid way of making games. That's also why they're probably naming that's this. That's also been immensely, incredibly successful. Yeah, but I mean, that's but that's also why the they're years. they're taking this on as a little side series. Is it? I mean, right. just calling it Pokemon Legends tells me it's an experiment. We're trying this. Right. If it doesn't work yeah, yeah. out, then we're gonna go back and just keep making what they're doing. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, exactly. uh, to get back to the point of like it not looking good. That's a larger point that, like, I, I think, because uh, even Link's Awakening has performance issues and it's a pretty simple game. Like, it drops below 30 frames. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to run at constant 60, but it drops below that way too much for what it is. Sure. And, uh, it, you know, with this game, with Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it's going to be called, like, it's time, Nintendo's time to get some new hardware out there and not because it needs to compete visually with AAA games from Sony or Microsoft, but because I want, like, performance stability they need it well well i mean listen i i I was i was one of these people blowing this horn when breath of the wild came out because breath of the wild too many particles on there and you're already getting stutters like and that's that was a launch title yeah right um i'm with you uh we are also getting to the life cycle of the switch a handheld device that you also keep charging whenever it's docked and most people i know keep it docked constantly so we're getting to the life cycle where the battery is going to stop holding a significant charge so i would not be surprised if uh what year are we in we're in 2021 right yeah well i mean yeah pokemon legends is 2022 i i'd imagine breath of the wild 2 is 2022 like they're gonna they have some hardware here's what i'm yeah i am assuming that we are either going to get like a switch plus or a switch a switch up because no. it's up, I, I, it, I think it's an upgrade. My hot take is Nintendo should just stop naming new devices and stick with the Switch forever. <laughs> oh, so it'll be like the Switch twenty twenty two, the Switch X, just like oh. Xbox One X. <laughs> Abs- no, yep. absolutely not. Just switch, switch up, Switch X, Switch. I switch I can see up. us getting a Switch Plus or a, a Switch, you know. Yeah version 2 which is going to cause a huge headache because retailers are going to try to sell old switches and no one's going to know it's if it's the new one or uh, the old one i think nintendo learned their their issue after the wii and wii u i think they'll i think they'll go with a switch 2 <laughs> maybe switch 2 i think wii u had much bigger issues <laughs> well yeah but i mean uh, I don't think anything had to do with the naming, but I could see us having a very similar. I could see us having the same thing, just with upgraded in, internals. Yeah, well, that's uh, all I need. Which, which would be great. Yeah, that's, that's which really would be great. I, I would love that. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing next year we're gonna have it. 
we're gonna have it next year and it's gonna be announced this year. Yeah, I mean, they really, they have to. <laughs> they have to. I mean, they it, really do. Cause that, I mean, if you take a closer look at that, the Pokemon trailer, like the textures are laughably bad in that. And it's like, again, you don't need to compete with Nintendo and Microsoft to have the most realistic visuals, but also like right. give the developers enough power to like fully realize their worlds. <laughs> Give them enough power to have a stable frame rate. You know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. all we're asking yep. here. Is like anything like the Switch is able to run The Witcher 3. That's amazing. I know they had to pull a ton of strings to get it to run. The but like Breath of the Wild is a great game and it has performance issues. That game is how many years old now? Right. Without a hardware, without an internals refresh, we're going to continue to have performance issues. And that's all I care about. Make the visuals bad. If the performance starts lacking, no, that's what we it's really 2021. Care about. I want both. <laughs> I want pretty, I want very pretty looking games from Nintendo. I don't care if they look visually amazing. I just want them to look pretty. <laughs> Sure, pretty and stable. Yes, that's all we want is pretty and stable. Cause, cause, yeah, because we, we're not talking realistic textures, yeah. just pretty. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Legends kind of looks like ass. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it does, and the wild areas look like ass, and that's what Legends look like. It's yeah. a big wild area that looks. It's it looks like a big ass. Yeah, uh, the trees looked marginally better. <laughs> the tree, the trees and Swords Shield were embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, this is what we have for now. As someone who is genuinely a Pokemon fan, I, all I want is something that is akin, that makes me feel like those original Pokemon games. I think where like Sword and Shield fell off for me wasn't the Wild Zones, because I loved the Wild Zones. It was all of the BS that I had to do in town. You know, oh, you got to do this, and then it wants to show me this new feature that it had, and then it needed to run me through this feature. Oh, and then there's giant Pokemon, because some of your Pokemon battles are going to be giant Pokemon battles. It gave me all this extra crap yep. that wasn't me going out and befriending Pokemon. And so if you can give me, like Breath of the Wild gave you the feeling of playing the original Legend of Zelda modern. Give me the feeling of playing Pokemon Red or Blue, but big and modern, and I'm there. Give it to me. Give it to me, Nintendo. Toxic give me, gamer. give me, give me. <laughs> I'm a toxic gamer. Give me what I want all the time. And if it's not exactly what I want, oh, I'm writing a tweet. Don't no worry. You don't have to do it. The Pokemon fans will do it for you. <laughs> they are pretty rough. They're pretty rough. <laughs> also, everybody, settle down. Let Nintendo figure it out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let everybody figure it out. Uh, no, overall, overall, though, I'm positive. I'm excited. I want a big open world Pokemon game. I actually, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Sword just to play more wild areas. Those were great. Those Safari Zones. It was so, so boring. It was so boring. It's so, oh my God, just camping with your Pokemon. Uh, you're, that's so funny. You, 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 your, bi your biases are here because uh, early access games look bad, play yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Survival area, great. Yeah. <laughs> safari area. The Safari area was what it needed to be, which was you bonding with your Pokemon. <sighs> Gave you mini games to play with your Pokemon. You know what, you know what they it have for you, people like you? 
What? They have that... Uh, the Give me a Tamagotchi? No, they have the Me Puppy game or whatever it is on the Nintendo DS. I don't know. Nintendogs. Oh, yeah, where you can pet your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for you. No, like... You know, I, I spent a lot of time outdoors as a kid. I spent a lot of time camping. I spent a lot of time traveling and camping at night. Oh, now and we're getting the into safari. a long-winded story about your Pokemon safaris. <laughs> and that's when I discovered this recipe for buttered noodles. No, but what I'm trying to say is the safari zones in Pokemon Sword and Shield made me feel like I was going on an adventure. <laughs> you just, you just they, did games journalism 101. It made me feel like Batman. <laughs> That's... Nick, why do we play games, man? We play games for escapism. Escape. That's, that's all I want. Like, I want... I, in a Pokemon game, I want to feel like I'm going on an adventure, and I want to befriend monsters. <laughs> that's it. The Safari Zones made me feel that, and I really liked that about the Safari Zones. If you give me a whole game like that, that's what I'm, I'm there for it. You... Yowza. She wants to escape. That's our cookie timer. <laughs> We've gone back and forth on Pokemon a little too much. So, Pokemon, I'm excited. I, you just, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to it. I just, I just want to see... Unlike you, I would like to see some innovation and advancements even if it all doesn't work out advancements yes innovations innovation that's more than making pokemon bigger (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) because that was their big innovation for sword shield oh we'll make our character model twice as big three times as big that's right and that was the the innovation that was a bad innovation right so it's like we got to be careful what we wish for. Oh, wait, you know what? They did show innovation already. You can dodge roll. So it's going to be like souls. It's going to be recursive. That's great. Oh. You know, uh, the, the, you've infected the 3MR team. They don't want to call it souls-like games anymore. They want to call it recursive now in the reviews. It makes so much <laughs> sense. Let's get it started, Nick. Then then when people talk about recursive games, they'll say, where did it come from? Escapismagazine.com. Instead of calling the new podcast like something else, we just call it Recursive Cast. The Recursive Cast. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no. Say something. It's great. Recursive. It's a great it's a great thing. All right. We got to wrap up now. Okay. Whoo. That was it. Games. Pokemon. Excited. Excitement. Excited. Exciting. Excitor. Excelsior. Once again, I've been Jack Packard, a semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. And I'm Nick Langer, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. For many years, I was a wedding DJ. No. I'll tell you a story sometime. No. Let me to this pasta recipe. No more long-winded stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.